Congratulations for investing in the future of your family today by joining us on the AI Parenting Podcast. We're a judgment-free community moving from screen time to quality time, and our motto is don't sedate, relate to create. I'm your host, Dr. Ed, and today we're diving deep into a topic that is near and dear to my heart, video funnels. Videos are the key to turning an attention into a community and ultimately into a movement. No education in artificial intelligence would be complete without discussing how it impacts society, particularly with video on the internet. Since the beginning of this year, I've been posting a video funnel almost every single day. But that doesn't mean I've been in front of a camera every day. There's some secrets that I've learned through books like Brunson's Traffic Secrets and through my own experiments that I'm gonna share with you today. The world of video SEO is constantly changing. So rather than talk about specific platforms like YouTube, I'm gonna summarize my learnings into three first principles that apply to all platforms. My goal is to help you turn videos into attention and then attention into leads for your business or initiative. The three topics that we'll cover today are one, the 60 second funnel, two, SEO for video, and three, attention into leads. Are you ready to go? All right, let's jump into it. So now in the book, Traffic Secrets, ClickFunnels founder Russell Brunson describes social media like a big party. Your goal is to get attention, to build relationships, and to get them to engage. Uh, but it's not, and I want to be clear, it's not to sell them stuff. The 60 second funnel is the secret behind quickly finding out who in your network is interested in what you have to offer. It is the first step in bringing up your clients on a, a ladder of increasing value. And we can't emphasize knowing your audience's goals enough. Too many content creators only talk about themselves and what they offer rather than the value that it brings to their viewers. Now, the purpose of these funnels is, is what? It's to test to see if what is going to help your audience the most today. Um, you don't have to get it perfect, and most people don't the first time, but you do need to choose a single clear call to action uh, that is going to help your audience the most. Um, so the question would be like, how does signing up for this email list help your audience? How does liking, commenting, or sharing this video help your audience? If it only helps you, then you really need to think about choosing a different call to action because it's not about you. It's about how it benefits them. Now, how do you know? How do you know? what will help your audience the most right now? Well, it can be as simple as asking a viewer if that you know, like somebody who's a friend, if they can have just a brief call to see how you can help them today. Just make sure you write all those down, those insights down. Now, if you feel that, and if you feel that you can add value in some area that they're discussing, like consider making a product or maybe even pivoting your business. At the end of the day, our job is to serve others. Uh, and so we're just trying to find out what is most valuable for them. And so whatever we can do um, to provide value, that's that's what we're going to focus on. 
Now, let's say you're at a point where, okay, great. Mission accomplished. I have recorded my video tutorial or tutorial. That's maybe like it's 10 minutes or longer. Generally, um, you want to make sure that your, your posts are 10 minutes or longer. One of the things that you could do is you could post, like say you finished this 10 minute video, you posted it, you made it on YouTube. You could post a direct link to your video on social media platform. But what's the problem with that? What is the problem with a direct link to another video? So keep in mind that the social media makes money by capturing attention and keeping you on the platform. So generally, um, and I think this is key is like generally Facebook doesn't want you to leave their party and say, go to the YouTube party. Um, so it tends to promote the, the posts a lot less. Um, it's one of the reasons why a lot of uh, platforms prefer to use like a 60 second video that can keep people on their platform itself. So instead of going and uh, having your people go to another site in order to see your video, they prefer to watch the video live. It'll automatically play. You just scroll and then it will start playing. And you can imagine like how much more attention are you going to get if you can live play a video on that platform versus if you are just sitting there and waiting for somebody to to comment or post or something. Um, that's going to make a huge difference for for you. Now, in order for your video to be a useful tool for promotion, you need to create a sizzle reel that is less than 60 seconds um, because most social media platforms limit the maximum video length to 60 seconds or less. And also remember the uh, party analogy. So you won't have a lot of time with your prospects. So you want to make it short and sweet. Now, our goal is to find the quotes and the stories that are going to stop people in their tracks. Start in the middle of the action of a story or start with a quote that really impacted you or made you feel an emotion. Uh, was there a part that made you laugh uh, or a part of the story that warmed your heart? So stop in the middle, middle of the action is very important. Um, so it's something to keep in mind is that we're, we are trying our best to, to make sure that we, we keep going and that we are hitting people right at the beginning. That's, that's where it is. And so what can you do? Like if, if instead of like a, like a really compelling, you're going outside kind of video, this is just an interview, um, that is mostly just talking heads. Well, remember, we want to stop people uh, in their tracks. And this is not just about starting with a B-roll image. You need to ask what is a visual that would put people in the middle of the action. So what visual would make your audience laugh? Uh, what would make them feel an emotion, even if they're just scrolling past? Remember that AI is looking at the unconscious milliseconds of watch time. So your ability to make them stop or even just like pause lightly, even for a few milliseconds will make a huge difference for how well your video preview performs. Speaking of those milliseconds of watch time, another way to increase it is to um, increase the scrolling distance 
up your 60 second preview. What do I mean by scrolling distance? Well, think about this. If you have a post like this one, it's a 16 by nine video. It will usually, um, like I said, this is a horizontal 16 by nine video. Making it square can actually double the scroll distance of your video so that it stays on the screen a bit longer. Um, and this is really key because double the distance means automatically you've doubled the milliseconds without doing anything different. Um, this is one of the reasons why I focus so much on the square because square works every, it seems to work on all the social media platforms. Um, some platforms even allow you to make it longer with a full vertical video. Uh, but the recommendation is generally that uh, if you're like disrupting the status quo, uh, which a lot of you are, uh, you want to be compatible across as many platforms as possible. So I tend to default to square since it makes the image bigger on most social media platforms. It helps you stand out uh, and it seems to work on, on most platforms. Uh, like it's just the most compatible version. Now, speaking of social media, you've probably already noticed that most videos don't play with any sound. Uh, in fact, Digital Day found that 85% of Facebook videos are watched without any sound. And so that's why the having the captions burned into the bottom of the video is is really, really valuable. Um, it allows you to uh, like it's a way that you can quickly read if you're just browsing, like you're just scrolling through the video uh, and you can quickly find out if the video is going to be relevant to you um, without having to turn on audio. Now you might be asking, okay, well, what kind of like text uh, caption caption services are there? Well, um, so some of the examples of text caption services, uh, or I, I tend to use AI transcription services, um, like otter.ai or Simon says.ai. I'm, I'm loving AI services, by the way, I'm a heavy user, early adopter, let's say of AI technology. Uh, the good thing is you get a rough translation fairly quickly. Uh, you're still going to need to correct it. There's still going to be mistakes and you're still like, there's, there's no way around it. Sorry. You can, you can still spend some manual effort to correct it. But the key is that you want to be able to control how much text appears on your screen at any time. And you can imagine why, because the less text that you have, the larger you can make the font and the more readable the captions will be on a phone. Now, should I burn them in? Should I just keep them as like a, a separate caption text caption file? Well, uh, burning the text captions into the video avoids the problem where the text captions are not supported consistently across different platforms. I've tried all sorts of things, um, but I found that basically burning it in is the only way to be consistent. Uh, everything else like you, you're kind of doing it like you might have it succeed really well uh, or you might not. So I, I definitely recommend like burn in, burn in the text captions. Let's look at the surprising things that AI looks for when it comes to video. Uh, so when it comes to search engine optimization for video uh, posts, think of a lazy AI that's trying to get a number 
with the least amount of effort possible. Uh, it's a lot of work to do image recognition, text transcription, uh, searching videos for keywords. So this type of recognition is really expensive because it consumes a lot of computing power and it consumes a lot of energy. And if you're going to do this for every single person on social media, you can imagine like it's very expensive. So what are easier metrics to look at? So let's start with post text. Now it's easy for the lazy AI to measure the length of text. Now at first, we might think that more text means more watch time. But keep in mind that anything beyond, say, the first sentence is going to get cut off by ellipses on platforms like Facebook. So keep it short. And by short, I mean one sentence short. Yeah, it's actually kind of surprising to me as well. I was I was surprised like one one sentence short um, is is kind of it was a surprise to me. <laughs> A BuzzSumo analysis of 800 million Facebook posts found that those with 80 characters or less, and that's roughly about one sentence, had a 66% higher engagement rate. Now, the reason could be because anything beyond the first sentence is hidden behind the ellipses that most people don't click on to read more. Uh, but this 80 character guide is not just Facebook. It also applies to Twitter and LinkedIn, according to Hootsuite. And I have references for all this stuff. I'll include it in the blog post. So just go to AIparenting.live forward slash blog post and you'll, you'll see all the references there. Uh, but more, and it's interesting, like the shorter posts got like more, um, they got way more engagement. and. The rules are slightly different. If you're doing it on Instagram or Pinterest, it was roughly about double the number of characters. But in general, the first principle is shorter is better for these posts. Think of like the party analogy. So you're in a party, you know, just keep it short. Like, you know, you're meeting a lot of people. You don't have time to go and have like some long winded conversation. That's for a different time. That is not for social media. Um, so very, very interesting because the exact opposite is true when it comes to articles and blogs, where generally longer is better. So for example, Search Wilderness found that posts with more than 1900 words got double the number of views uh, compared to posts with less than that on LinkedIn. So on LinkedIn, if you have just more characters on an article, they tend to get more views. And 1900 seems to be the threshold where you see like the same number of views and then 1900, it just doubles all of a sudden. So something is going on there. Um, now you might be asking like, if I have a post, mm, is it okay to put like a link um, to, to those posts? Um, I mentioned before, like, oh, you're taking people away from the party. Now I've heard mixed reviews and mixed results with this one. Um, so when it comes to adding um, a link to posts, Neil Patel, who is like kind of a guru in the uh, social, uh, SEO space, he argues that including links helps to increase the authority of whatever you're pointing to, like that link, 
um, on uh, various like search engines, right? So for SEO perspective, it's actually a good thing. Um, and so the more social media links that there are to that post, the more search engines like Google will treat it as an authority because an authority is basically something that has a lot of links to it. And so the more links that you can create, the more it's going to be treated as an authority. That doesn't mean it's going to be high on the social media platform, but it does mean that it may be higher in a search engine ranking. So more links, uh, more authority. <laughs> so uh, keep in mind, and this is something that is often forgotten about posts, is that uh, all of this like authority stuff and the search engine optimization only applies if your post is listed as public, uh, visible to everyone on the internet, and not only you're uh, limited to your, your friends only. If it is friends only, um, for example, on Facebook, then generally uh, search engines will not will not consider it because it's considered private. Um, so generally that that's not going to appear. So one sentence and like one call to action. So what that means is, what is this all about? What are you or what is the call to action? And then just something brief of like, okay, where do I go? How do I learn more about this? Like it make it easy for me if I wanted to to take a call of action. So one sentence. Uh, plus one call to action. And you keep it that short. If you're able to, people are going to like pay more attention. And so, <laughs> awesome. So next, I want to talk a little bit about audio. You know, it might seem kind of weird, like, oh, why, why do you think audio? Now, in audio, I asked the question of what do you think is an easy, like a, a thing that would be easy for the lazy AI to measure. Certainly the length of audio. So the longer like this, this video is perhaps the more thought that got put into it. Mm, not really, not really, actually. Um, another thing to consider is loudness actually. So how many of you have watched a video with where the audio was so soft, you could you couldn't hear what they were actually talking about? You know what I mean? You probably didn't watch the video for very long before you jumping on to another video. So the first step is to make sure that you're getting the maximum volume from your audio track. In my confident live video series, I mentioned that the purpose of loudness is it helps the other person feel like they are closer to a face to face conversation with you. And, and, and that's all we're trying to do is just trying to reproduce what it would be like to, to meet this person face to face in an actual like real party. For audio tracks, it's a good first step to increase the volume so it doesn't clip and cause distortion. Uh, you know, sometimes the audio sounds soft because there's uh, P's and T's like P, T, that th these push the microphone really, really hard. Like if you're if you're directly in front of the microphone. And so how can you solve this? Um, you can put your microphone at an angle and that can help uh, like reduce the amount of force that is going um, that is being applied. And you can see like my microphone is and an angle. I don't know if you can see that, but it's it's slightly angled to me. Um, 
And then another is you can fix it afterwards by boosting the soft sounds while limiting the loud sounds to negative 0.1 decibels uh, so that it sounds louder uh, and it still doesn't clip. Because the worst case scenario is it, it's too loud and then you hear like distortion in the audio and ugh, nobody wants to, to hear that. Let me show you what I mean. Um, so in this example, um, we're using my voice live and you can see that the input coming in is running at roughly about negative 12 decibels. And then we're boosting it. You can see like we're actually boosting it by, you know, um, 10, 12, like 20 decibels. And your program might be different. But you can see that the, the actual output volume is louder. Um, attenuation means that, oh, it was about to clip. So it actually uh, prevented that from happening. And what I do is I just load a, like a voice broadcast uh, type of, you know, um, thing. Or you just limit to like negative 0.1 decibels and that seems to to fix a lot of the issues and you can do this in in premiere you can do this pretty much in any program as well um now that fixes the volume of your voice but what about your breathing and your pauses right because we we take a, a deep breath or you know we pause you know in our normal speech so i did this experiment to see if adding a soundtrack that is like you know, normally it's quite quiet. So let's say instead of like like 100% volume is where you start off. Whenever somebody's talking, I reduce it to 15% of that regular volume. So it's, it's quiet. You can't even hear it. But when there's no one talking, it increases the volume. So it fills in those gaps. Um, and one of the ways that you can do this is a, a method called audio ducking. Uh, so it, it's kind of like, Oh, there's audio duck, you know, like reduce the amount of, of audio uh, when somebody else is speaking. And you know what? I tried this and you know what I found? That it was promoted more often. It like more people would see it. And so that's why you often hear like a soundtrack uh, in my video previews because the soundtrack will compensate for the times when it's quiet. So soundtracks. <laughs> Or, you know, it could be like sound music, just ambient musics. Uh, compensate for uh, when the audio is low. <laughs> and I only do this for my posts. I don't do this during the, the live streams like I could, but it, it, it's just really weird. It sounds really weird when you cut it. Uh, and so that's why I don't do it on the, the live streams. Now let's look at video. Now it's certainly hard to analyze an entire video, but if you think about some of, like I mentioned that your average post only gets about 1.8 seconds of, of actually watch time. So really the only thing that matters is the first few frames of your video, right? So if it's like 30 frames a second, it's just like those first 30 frames. And in fact, of those first 30 frames, probably the first frame is the most important. I, I often say that the first frame of your 60 second video is critically important. And the reason for that is many social media platforms, they do not allow you to change the thumbnail of your video. Instead, what they use is the first frame of the video because it's, it'll lead to the most consistency when it starts playing the video. And so if AI is being lazy, comment, what would you think it would look for in the first frame? What do you think it would look for? 
you know, and a lazy AI wouldn't look for words or images because, I mean, that's expensive. So what would it look for instead of words and images? Well, how does brightness impact your image? Just take a look at your own feeds. Honestly, just, just go, like, pull up your social media right now. Or maybe after you've, you've watched this. But take a look at it. Do you notice that you, you, seen, you seem to see more images that are taken outside or near really bright lights? In my Confident Live series, I mentioned that brighter images, they mimic what our eyes are able to see in a real face-to-face -face situation. Even when it's, like, dark, um, our eyes are able to compensate for that. But most cameras, like digital cameras, are not able to. So if you see a dark image, then people generally ignore it. Um, now, if you're recording in a dark indoor place, this is where the B-roll, um, like that is brighter, something can really help your video stand out. If you can put that as the first frame of your video, it's going to have a, a big impact. And the benefit of it is that not every post that you have is going to be your face on there. You have different things. You have like different images of the different types of B-roll that you've added. So it does give some variety and you don't want it to be super boring either. So uh, for myself, I'm also doing some experiments with like if we're doing a square video, right? So that means you have your video and then you have a title on the top that tells you, okay, this is roughly what it's about. And then you have text captions on the bottom. I'm actually experimenting with a white background on the, the top and bottom bars instead of a black one on these square videos. Because potentially what it does is it will make the average image brighter, right? Than if you just had it on black. And so it's another like small little tweaks, small little experiments. It's all about doing like tiny little experiments and seeing, you know, what what happens when we when we've got more more audience attention. So I like the idea of like I like the idea of a lazy AI as a first principle when it comes to search engine optimization because it's so easy to understand. Like it's so easy, it just applies to everything. It applies to text, it applies to video, it applies to audio. Like what is easy? You know, yes, we could go and you know do like read the text and everything, but. If you think about like AI, if we were to do that for every single video uh, that was posted and there's millions of videos posted every single day, it would be too much. So we've got to look at other things. Um, and so we look at things that uh, people don't normally look at, but are easy to get into the numbers. Uh, and so I hope that it's helpful, the, the, lazy, the lazy AI approach. <laughs> okay, so now we've got audience attention. How do we turn that attention into like leads, contacts, relationships, you know, um, that will help your business or your initiative uh, or your the thing that you're driving towards? Attention into leads. How do we turn attention into leads? So many uh, social media platforms, they support the story feature that allows you to post 15 second video clips that exist for 24 hours. And I want to be clear, and I think I need to turn off the graphics for this. Stories are the most powerful video funnel tool available on the internet today. Honestly, 
you almost never see who watched a video in a post. But stories give you the contact names and you don't need a fee in order to use them. In fact, if you have multiple 15 second stories, it'll also tell you exactly who watched the first video, the second one, the third one, and the fourth video, because it'll split into four different videos. And this is exactly what makes the video funnel so powerful. Your 60 second preview is the ideal source for this video story funnel. Using free apps like split video, it's easy to divide the 60 second preview into four 15 second segments. So four different videos that are 15 seconds or less each. Now, after you upload each segment uh, to your story, uh, they're going to be live for 24 hours. And the real power comes from how you use the video funnel data. Now, the video data makes it easy to see who maybe accidentally viewed your story from those who are actually interested. Um, but maybe they're not at the level that they feel comfortable like liking, commenting, or sharing this post. Like I've got a bunch of people online today and maybe you don't feel comfortable uh, liking, sharing, or commenting about this post. That's okay, right? Like we're a judgment-free community. Uh, but in general, people who watch the second or third or fourth video, they're, they're showing a genuine interest in your content. Like they actually care about your stuff. And you have their attention. And honestly, like that's half the battle. Yeah, you might be thinking, I mean, who cares? Like if they consume my content, it doesn't mean that they're necessarily going to like buy anything or they're going to like follow my movement or they're going to be helpful in any way. Uh, but a useful guide from Denlock is that for every thousand dollar purchase from your clients, they need to consume at least an hour of content, thousand dollars for one hour of content, like one hour of content they have to have consumed in order to be convinced that it's worthwhile to, to, to make that thousand dollar purchase. And so if we flip it around, what that means is that every minute of content consumed should be worth around $16 of sales to you, right? So that person who is investing that kind of level of time Right, like they're, they're looking for, well, what should I purchase? Like, what is the right thing? Um, so I hope that helps. Are you seeing how powerful that is and how powerful that can be? The 60 second video preview turned into a video funnel is one of the most powerful attention funnels that I've seen on the internet. Now, keep in mind, 24 hours is not a lot of time. And I know you're you're busy people. <laughs> you guys are all busy. Everybody's got like so many things going on. It's like, maybe you don't have time to write down those names uh, of the people who view your videos. If you don't have time, I'd recommend just take a screenshot, right? So you just like, you know, screen capture, you press the two buttons on your on your phone, 
And then you can process that data later. And I've found that what's most useful is like you just have to find one uh, time a week that you can follow up on the data uh, that you've collected. And by follow up, I mean like, and it's important. This is like, it's important to follow up that in the same week uh, while the like the attention is still top of mind because they 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 watched you they get you they they're following you and they're like oh okay you know maybe there's some stuff that's useful here but just try to like keep it within within the same week if you're able you know the money or the the following or the movement it's all in the follow-up most people are aware that this data already exists but they don't do anything with it. So the key is that every call to action, no matter what it is, has got to benefit your audience like right now, like today. So keep in mind, like you're trying to build a relationship. Um, and so asking what's going to benefit them the most in this time is, is so, so valuable as a starting point. And that's why I, I, I push this, like emphasize this, like we're not here to sell anybody anything. We are just here to build relationships. And if we treat it like that, rather than, oh, I must sell you something, um, I think we're going to benefit, like the other, other people are going to be much more appreciative of what we do. Um, and I think really it's like you're, you're trying to help them with their goals. So why would that be a problem? Right. If you told them, hey, go and check this out, it's going to help you. Hey, here's how it's going to help you. And that's something I, I had to learn like the hard way, because, you know, if you start pushing any type of like, oh, you got to go and do this and do that, like it doesn't benefit them. They're not going to want to to do that in return. Um, it, it just made it more clear, like, what do we need to do in order to support support people in this time? Go and check out. Russell Brunson's book. Um, it, a lot of the stuff that I mentioned today is derived from his Traffic Secrets book. Um, Traffic Secrets is a, like, he's kind of the big ClickFunnels founder. And from there, like, a lot of stuff is kind of just a, a combination. Like, he talks a little bit about stories. I don't think he talks about stories as a funnel. Uh, but I do think that, like, a, a video funnel is just an evolution of, like, your typical sales funnel. Uh, where people go from awareness to interest to desire and ultimately to action. Uh, so, you know, keep in mind, like, this is very similar, but this is not trying to get people to an action. It's just trying to get people to um, just more awareness before they take that action. And and that's important to keep in mind. Like, your your job is not to to sell them something. Your your job is just to get them maybe to click on something or maybe just to go to the next step. Like, you, you don't need to, you don't need to be pushy. <laughs> Now I've covered a lot today and it may seem really overwhelming. Maybe you just want to have these video funnels made and not worry about making it square, adding transcriptions and adding music. That's why for a limited time, I'm offering a discount on the video funnel service on AIparenting.live. We'll take a video of yours and then turn it into three 60 second video funnels that you can use as both a social media post and a video story funnel. It takes care of all the optimizations needed to give your video the best chance to get engagement. So all you need to do is share the video, make the call to action and follow up on the results. My goal is to make sure that your creative best practices have an unfair advantage in the marketplace. 
It's the only way that we're going to take back control of our AI managed future by promoting creativity. If you listen this far, then maybe video funnels are a strong option for your business. On a different subject, you've probably heard that Apple recently added a requirement to request app tracking on iPhones. How does this and other privacy regulations impact your family? Next week, we'll interview the data diva, Debbie Reynolds, to look at ways that you can be proactive about the privacy of your family. From the bottom of our hearts, thank you for growing with us today on the AI Parenting Podcast. We love you, and we want to see your family thrive. See you next week.